Welcome to another episode of the Client Experience Architect Podcast. I'm your host, Zach Hoskins, and it's my passion to guide you through crafting unique experiences for your clients to help you both maximize the value you bring and create a sales force of ranting, raving fans out there promoting your business. It's my pleasure to bring you businesses who are crushing it with intentional experiences and dive into valuable insights that you can implement into your business after listening. Let's dive in. On this episode, I sit down with Adam Kane. Adam is the manager of season sales and development at the Kansas City Royals. We talk through an exciting fan-focused experience that they've created called The Keep. The Keep at Kauffman Stadium is the first ever fan-focused, fan-driven fan section at the K. The Keep is a place for fans that are not only passionate about the Royals, but equally passionate about their Kansas City community and possibly their epic tailgating. This exclusive ticket package is for avid fans that enjoy an exciting and welcoming atmosphere and most importantly, creating memories at the K. Listen in on my conversation with Adam Kane. Adam, thank you so much cool. for joining me on the podcast. I appreciate you being here. Yeah, glad to be here. Good deal. So give us a little bit of context on who you are, um, you know, how you've gotten to where you are now. Dive into your story a little bit. Sure. Um, so I'm the manager of season sales and development with the Kansas City Rules here in Kansas City. Uh, got my start um, just out of college at Missouri State in uh, 2006. So I've been with the Royals for about 10 years, but just out of college, um, you know, I kind of graduated right in the middle of the recession. Mm. And my degree and background was actually in animation. And the only thing really available was a completely commissioned sales job with uh, Clear Channel Radio down in Springfield. Mm. And so I reluctantly took that. Um, but honestly, that's where I learned to love sales um, and kind of the client experience and, you know, building things that would uh, benefit both parties. Uh, and so I have that to thank for kind of setting me on my path to uh, where I am today, which is, you know, putting teams together that sell packages and experiences here at the ballpark. Man, that's exciting. Okay, so take us through, so before we kind of dive into kind of what you've created and what that specific piece, take us through a little bit of the background of the fan experience at Kaufman since you've been there. How long have you been been there? And then what have you, how, how have you seen that evolution um, go towards the fan experience or what that's looked like? Sure. Uh, so I've been here about 10 years. I'm going on my 11th season here in less than a week. Um, but basically, you know, Kaufman has always built itself as an extremely family-friendly ballpark. Um, where almost everything we do is centered around the family experience. Um, and that's kind of highlighted by our outfield experience, which is basically everything behind the batter's eye out in the outfield is built towards families having a good time at the ballpark. I know myself, I have a two-year-old daughter and a six-year-old son. So I'm lucky if I get to watch two innings in my seats before we're out there, you know, riding the, riding the carousel, playing putt-putt and doing everything else. So it's a sure. blessing for me to have because it at least keeps me here in the ballpark. Um, yeah. But outside of, you know, us just being extremely focused on being family friendly, um, 
the overall trend that I've noticed over the last 10 years or so is everything is kind of moving towards a more social experience. So we started that kind of trend here with redeveloping our old uh, stadium club. So our stadium club used to be this kind of, you'd make reservations, you'd come in, you'd sit down, it's all closed off from the, from the game action, from the live entertainment, and you would have a sit-down meal kind of like you're at, you know, a five-star restaurant. But it didn't really feel like you were at the ballpark. Um, then it became, for about two seasons, our 390 bar and grill. We tried to make it a little bit more um, of that social experience. But then uh, a few years ago, we actually kind of blew that place up, and it became our craft and draft section. Mm. Um, we took down all the walls, so it's all open now. Um, it's all about you know gathering together. There aren't traditional stadium seats in there, and it's a, it's a space where everyone can go and mingle we have awesome food in there. There's awesome beers in there uh, that you can't get anywhere else. Uh, and it's all about just kind of mingling in a social environment here at the ballpark. Um, and then that kind of followed up with, um, you know, we have a rival's restaurant in our right field that's been there and kind of overgone some changes. Um, and then we have the Miller Lite Fountain Bar, which is, um, it got redone uh, in 2018, so last year. Mm -hmm. And it became this space where it's just got a bar a bunch of uh, games for people to play, um, the Giant Connect Four. Uh, and again, none of this is centered around what you would think of as your traditional stadium-style seat. Sure. It's all for people to stand around and mingle uh, and have a good time while they're at the ballpark. So we're not alone in that, uh, in, in kind of revamping spaces to be social experiences. Um, that's kind of a league-wide trend, but uh, it's all about kind of drawing out the younger fan uh, and giving them something to do here um, you know, for the whole game on top of watching the great baseball. Yeah, no, that's a good, that's a good insight because if you think about it, you know, back whenever baseball first started or even, you know, going 20, 30 years ago, I mean, it was the classic, you know, you go with your dad or your grandpa, you sit there, you know, there's kind of that classic baseball, American baseball type experience. But now if you look at the demographics and how they're changing with who has the purchasing power of, going to games and what they're expecting. I mean, it seems like that's providing that experience is, is going to be obviously key. And you guys seem like you're capitalizing on that. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, we still have obviously, you know, thousands of opportunities for, for folks to enjoy a baseball game traditionally sure. in, our, in our seats. It's about capturing every type of fan. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I can, I can say if I was not in the industry, and looking to buy or, or get involved with the team somehow, I think it would be the social experience that would attract me to come out here because, you know, I'm seeing people that become my friends over time. Uh, it becomes a tradition. Um, you know, we have all of that built in on top of being family friendly. So it's some place that I feel like I can bring my kids out to, uh, you know, and not worry about uh, whether or not they're going to have a good time or not. So, yeah. That's a good point. So talk us through, take us through um, what you've created, the keep, kind of a little bit more about that. Let's dive into how that's actually transforming, um, you know, the, the ballpark and, and where that's headed. Sure. Uh, so the keep has been a passion project of, of a handful of ours here for uh, well over a year now, kind of trying to put something together. And the, the short version is we tried to build something that we would want to buy tickets to, that we would want to sit in, that we would want to be a part of. Um, and if I'm you know, being completely honest, it all started 
when we went to City Field uh, for the World Series in 2015. And they have a section out there called the Seven Line Army mm. um, that is their fan section that's grown you know, in immense numbers over time. Um, and they just have this huge visual presence that was awesome. Uh, they looked like they were having a great time. They're a super friendly group. Uh, you know, they're not intimidating uh, sure. by any means. They're there to have fun uh, and enjoy the ballpark experience. And I just remember thinking, even though they were, we were there, you know, in enemy territory mm. um, during the World Series, how cool that would be to replicate in other stadiums. Um, and so we kind of started talking about it and how do we do that and how do we make this experience. And so we basically went through and picked out 15 of what we thought were our best games for 2019, packaged them together. And then the idea was we want this to be as Kansas City as possible. So, you know, our marketing team always says, you know, want to keep it KCKC. Um, sure. so, you know, we got together with Charlie Hustle and Sandlot Goods and Wonderboy Apparel uh, and SOC 101, and they've been awesome partners in creating this package um, of items that you get when you sign up for this package. Hmm. Um, and that's uh, all called the Keepsake Box. And basically, it's kind of like a starter kit of gear for the fan section. So it's got the shirt, it's got socks, it's got an awesome dad hat, it's got a really nice leather and wool koozie. Um, and so that's just kind of a thank you for joining that section. Sure. Um, then we were like, well, we need to have an awesome place for these folks to sit. We want them to be visible. So we picked a space out um, in our fountain area that is right in front of our FSKC broadcast booth. So what that means is for every game, they're basically going to be on TV most of the night. <clears throat> Excuse mm. me. And then after the game, hopefully after an awesome Royals win, they turn right around and they're on TV uh, because our whole post game is happening right there. So it's going to hopefully provide a new level of energy to um, you know, our post game experience there as well. Talk a little bit about the volunteer aspect of it and how that's going to change the way um, that, you know, that that's a different experience. Like t talk, talk a little bit through sure. that. Yeah. So, you know, another aspect of this that we're really excited about is, you know, we want this to be an arm uh, for our Royals charities department. So, um, you know, the whole idea behind the keep is building a community of fans that does things together. And one of the things that, uh, was very apparent when we got kind of a group together to talk about how we can make them a community as well as there's stuff we can do in the community is there volunteer experience we can do with the Royals. Um, and we were like, absolutely you can, that'd be awesome. Um, and so we actually kicked off, they have their first chance to volunteer um, the morning of opening day. They're going to be selling um, Kansas city star newspapers and Royals flags uh, that all benefit um the Kansas city community. So it's mm -hmm. like a $2 per paper and I think a dollar per flag. And I might be getting that number wrong, but that goes all back to the community and it's at 6am. So we've got some really dedicated Royals fans that are going to be getting up bright and early sure. um, that are members to kind of help out. But um, you know, that honestly came from them. You know, we, we had a, a focus group meeting and asked them, how do we make this better for you guys? And that was one of their ideas. And, you know, we're kind of running with it and there's going to be tons of opportunities for them uh, to help out with us all season long. And, you know, we, we as a staff volunteer all the time and go to harvesters and do stuff with Royals alumni. Um, and we're more than happy to do that. But as a fan, when a fan gets to interact with, 
you know, Royals players and Royals alumni and do things that, you know, your general uh, fan in the community doesn't get to, mm. uh, it kind of helps drive engagement. So um, it's been really, really fun to kind of see, you know, the ideas that the members of the keep have and what we can do on the team side to help them, you know, to help implement those ideas because ultimately we want to fill the space with passionate fans and then let them drive what it is that that space becomes. Oh um, yeah. Another part is the, the tailgate space. So we have a reserved spot for them for all 15 of the games. They're right next to the stadium. They have kind of an exclusive area that's dressed up that kind of looks like a, I don't want to say it looks like a castle, uh, <laughs> but kind of does. it's got yeah. theaters, uh, and stuff. And, you know, they, they have that space that they know they can go to uh, for all 15 of those games, meet up with their fellow members. Um, we're taking care of beer, so they don't have to worry about bringing that. So that's included in the package. Um, you know, they just have to bring, you know, food. Um, we'll even have some games out there for them, but uh, it's going to be a visible space. So everyone coming into the stadium is going to walk mm. by this tailgate space and be like, man, what is that? How do I get involved in that? Of course. Um, you know, that's going to be awesome. Yeah, it's awesome. You kind of create, I love the exclusivity and the over the top um, nature of this entire thing. And then the, the managing of expectations by asking the fans what they want and then implementing. I mean, I absolutely love how you touched on that and you guys are actually implementing it. It's, yeah. it's, uh, that's incredible. So what's been, what would you say has been your biggest challenge getting this um, package <clears throat> or product to market, if you will? Yeah, I think the, <clears throat> excuse me, I think the biggest challenge is ex- is honestly explaining it. I mean, mm-hmm. there's a lot of elements that go into it. Um, you know, even you and I just talking here, you know, we could keep talking about different things that are included in it. Um, and that's, that's hard for someone to grasp without seeing it. And we haven't had it before. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, in the first time people are going to really see the signage for this space is going to be next Thursday on opening day. Uh, and then our first game isn't actually until the 13th, our first game in the keep. Gotcha. Uh, isn't until the 13th. So, the biggest challenge is communicating all of the different elements that are involved and finding the right type of fan that wants that kind of engagement Mm. because you still have traditional fans that just want to come out, um, you know, with their family, watch a game and then go home. And that's totally fine. Sure. Um, But finding those fans that want to kind of build a community uh, and have people to hang out with and have people to go watch away games with and have people to volunteer around the city with, um, you know, finding those fans and kind of word vomiting all of this stuff out before they can actually see anything. Sure. Uh, it, it's a challenge, but, you know, it's a good challenge. So how are you addressing that? I mean, you know, you typically in a, in a, in a business, you've got your ideal client, you've got, how are you figuring that out? Personas kind of figuring out this is what that demographic is. This is what they believe. This is what they value. How are you kind of diving into that specifically to find that type of fan so you can market to them? Yeah. So a couple different ways. So <clears throat> we've had a big social media push uh, from our team here um, that has taken you know the opportunity to kind of hit, like pick one aspect of the keep and then hit on that aspect for this advertising campaign Then pick mm-hmm. one more aspect and specifically focus on that for a different campaign. Um, we had a big launch party uh, not too long ago with, several um what we would consider like super fans that we knew would kind of get this idea and be able to provide feedback Mm. Um, and they were very very 
sentimental and helpful and kind of guiding where this would go and who we should talk to and kind of how we should present it. Um, but honestly, when we're, when my staff here is selling it on the phone, it's, it's literally just asking them those questions. Like what experience do you want mm. at cost? And, you know, based on their responses, then we kind of know which way to guide them or, or how to take them down a the road. The other thing is, you know, my staff has to recognize when there's an opportunity to talk about it because, because it's something we've never had. Sure. They've got to, they've got to recognize those kind of uh, indicators from our fans. You know, when our fan says, you know, I just really want to get involved or, you know, I'm looking for something that's a more all inclusive experience that should be you know, a trigger to my staff that, Hey, well, I need to tell you about this experience that we're putting together uh, mm. for 19 that is hopefully, you know, something that sticks with us for years. Man, that's good. So yeah, for our listeners, I mean, be thinking about how you can create, like if you've got those experiences, how can you train your staff to be open to that? Because just like, you know, just like you said, Adam, I mean, that's a completely new service offering. And, you know, there, there's got to be systems and processes that are in play that need to be put into place for the people who are communicating that to the fans just to ensure that it's even an option to make sure that it's being sold. Yeah, absolutely. Good stuff. Okay. So we touched on a little bit about how the entire experience of baseball is changing. And I know we both have kind of been exposed to Jesse Cole and the Savannah bananas and kind of how that is kind of sweeping that, that type of kind of like circus experience is kind of changing some things. I'm curious if you could kind of just stay there for a little bit and kind of unpack a little bit more about just the overall fan experience and how you see that changing um, in today's world. Yeah. So th there's a lot of, you know, industry wide, um, a big change for us over the past couple of years is digital tickets. Mm. Um, you know, if, if you have gone to a game recently or a concert recently, you'll notice that most of the time your tickets are now delivered via email. Your tickets aren't showing up uh, you know, in your mailbox. You're not coming to the box office usually to print off ticket stock. Um, you know, that's not something that really is, is the common thing that happens now. And it's been a challenge, I think, for all teams to kind of get fans on board with the fact that they're not holding something physical anymore. Mm. And, part of that just to kind of lead back into your, your customer experiences the the benefits that digital ticketing provides us is we can tie experiences to that so if a customer buys a ticket um, through our ballpark app they can come out to the stadium um, sit in that seat that they bought but then they're going to get notifications that they're able to upgrade their seats they're going to get notifications about what concession stands are around them they're mm. going to be able to access our live chat and say, hey, where do I go get a Royal Rita? I'm sitting in section 235. And you sure. can provide you know, information to them where, as if they had a digital ticket, you know, if, I'm sorry, if they had a, a hard stock ticket and no connection to us, we couldn't provide that experience. We couldn't provide uh, that additional hmm. touch point to them to help kind of you know, their, their time here out at Kaufman. Yeah, what an incredible way to, you, you literally can maximize the customer journey um, and the different touch points via that, because that, that's huge. So do you guys have a, like a journey map that you kind of keep up or keep up with or show 
um, you know, the members of your team or those types of people that you can see. So once the, you know, once the fan gets the ticket, they can do X, Y, and Z. And it's kind of like a, uh, for lack of a better word, a journey map. And you guys can maximize on each one of those. Or how do you guys uh, talk, yeah, talk through that a little bit? Yeah, no. So we have, you know, our staff is trained on kind of all of the different options that are available with digital tickets and how our fans can best utilize and have the best experience with that. Um, but in terms of a journey map, it, it goes back to letting the fan dictate mm. where that journey goes. Cause it, we, we are not, at least my staff is not the type of sales staff that is ever going to push something on somebody that they don't want or need. And so, talking to them about the experience they want to have and then providing solutions to that experience to make it easier for them is really their roadmap. So if they're coming out here with um, their son or daughter for the first time, uh, talking about the digital ticketing, make sure, making sure that they're comfortable with that. Also recommending that they stop by our authentic store so they can pick up a game used ball from that night so that they have kind of a, a nice token to remember that game by. Uh, and then if it's a Friday night and, and they're here during the summer, they're going to be able to, if they want to, and it's going well and their kids aren't uh, breaking down and wanting to go home by the fourth inning like mine sometimes do, <laughs> um, you know, they can purchase um, the opportunity to go down on the field with their son or daughter mm -hmm. their family and watch fireworks. So we provide them opportunities to create an even better experience uh, with their friends, with their family, um, right there, you know, it's get, it gets pushed to their phone. It's right there at their fingertips. Mm. Um, and really they, if that's something they want to do or not, but we just want to provide the opportunity. That's huge. Choose your own adventure. I absolutely love that. So tell us, take us, what's one key takeaway from our conversation or from your experience that our listeners can kind of implement in their business regarding um, you know, client experience, patient experience, fan experience, regardless of what industry they're in, in your experience, what's one key takeaway that you think um, truly provides, you know, the most value? Um, at the risk of sounding too cliche, <laughs> uh, you know, I, the biggest thing is listen. If you're not listening, you're not going to provide the best possible experience for your fans, for your customer, um, you know, anybody in any line of work that you're in, especially on the sales side. Um, a lot of people get trained the incorrect way and they need to basically be ready to react and ready mm -hmm. to present and overcome objections. And yes, you need to be able to overcome objections, but if you can't listen to the objection first, you're not going to get anywhere. So, um, you know, that's kind of how we train our staff is we believe, and I believe um, that we have dozens of different options for all budgets, uh, for all types of fans. You know, we have the social experiences now, we have the traditional seating. Um, we have the experience that starts when you come through our parking lot. And we have the experience that just is coming to the game, watching the game and going home. Hmm. Um, you need to be able to listen and decipher um, what it is the fan wants. Additionally, you need to be able to um, explain to them opportunities that they didn't know existed because mm. if all somebody knows about digital tickets is that they don't have a hard ticket anymore and now they have to use their phone, it's not going to seem as appealing as, as if 
we're telling them all of the other stuff that comes with digital ticketing, all of the reasons why you should be doing it. Right. So really it just boils down to, and that's how the keep started is just listening, listening to what our fans want, listening to um, how we can implement things that they want to do. And sometimes we can't, you know, they're going to have crazy off the wall ideas that we love on paper, but can't implement. Um, but we can at least tell them that, you know, we can say, this is, this is something we can't do. And here's why, but mm. there's some other awesome ideas you had and here's how we're trying to implement them to make your experience better. Man, Adam, it's so good. So how can our listeners get in contact with you or, or how can they follow the keep and, and kind of just, uh, share with them how they can kind of follow your journey. Sure. So I'm on LinkedIn. Uh, you can, you can uh, look me up on LinkedIn. I'm there. Um, if you have questions, if anybody listening has questions or wants to talk, I'm always open. Um, my email address is just adam.kane, C-A-I-N, at royals.com. If you want to follow The Keep, um, it's just royals.com backslash The Keep. Um, and I'm going to be honest. I don't know where this is going to go. This could look like something totally different five games in. But that's the exciting thing. That's kind of, you know, once the fans get a hold of it, I think it's going to be really exciting to watch the life that they breathe into it and all that stuff. So um, if you have fans or, or listeners that are interested in that, they can certainly check out that website. Um, look me up on LinkedIn, shoot me an email. I'm always more than happy to talk. That's fantastic. Well, Adam, thank you so much for taking the time to talk through this, kind of give us some context and share your passion around the fan experience. And it's just been incredible to hear your insights and the, the valuable insights that you've brought to the table. And I'm excited to uh, share that with our listeners. And I just want to thank you again for being on the podcast. Yeah, no problem. It's my pleasure. Thank you for having me. Awesome. Thank you for listening in on another episode of the Client Experience Architect podcast. As always, we'd love to get your feedback, what you thought about the content, if you pulled out any nuggets to implement, things like that. You can also head over to clientexperiencearchitect.com to find the show notes and a place to leave some feedback. Please let us know what you'd like to hear more of, and if you like the show, we'd appreciate you sharing it with others and leaving a review on iTunes. Doing that will help more people gain key insights as well. And remember, if you're gonna have fans, why not make them raving? And with that, I appreciate you and thank you for listening. Have an awesome day.